Mathicus, <clears throat> you will not stop my evil plan. That is untrue, you evil big bad man. I've been chosen from birth to defeat you. Yeah, you tell him, Mathicus. I'm your best friend, Ch Ch Chad. <laughs> Ma Mathicus, do not engage in the fight. It is me, John Trainerman. I, I must, know. I must train you in the ways of fight combat so you can defeat him. I know, Trainer Man. You've taught me ever since I was a boy. And also my other friend and potential love interest who I deny any romantic feelings for! Oh, <laughs> you haven't figured it out. Figured what out, you fiend? <laughs> uh, I pull off my mask to reveal that it is I. Phil, your childhood friend that you've never mentioned up to this point. <gasps> no! no! My... It's, it's my son. My long-lost, unmentioned, amnesia-inducing friend, Phil. How could you possibly betray us? <laughs> well, it's not just that, Mathicus, for I am yes. your love interest. <gasps> it's my son daughter, Felina Trainer Man. But Matt, that's I, I thought we were lovers. No. No. no I can't accept not this. The love, this is the love moment of my no, hero's it's journey. True, uh, I must use it. Mathicus. Yes. Mathicus, I must let you know that Felina is not only my daughter, but also just. Oh! Stabbed me in the chest no! with the only Trainer weapon man. that can kill me. My a gun made of blades. I can't take this rejection anymore. I'm going to the dark side. Take that, Mathicus. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, Another gun made of blades. I will take it for you, Mathicus. Uh, no. No. <laughs> this can't be. It's a tragic ending. What are you gonna do, Mathicus? Pull out some kind of MacGuffin to defeat me straight out of your asshole? No, because I already have. And now I must use it to achieve the bittersweet ending we all deserve. The Wait, no! How did you shove that up your anal cavity? I didn't. You must have been stressed out for days! It was our show's mascot, Steve Minecraft! Creeper! It's me, the ghost of John Trainerman, Mathicus. You yes. did it. Thank you succeeded you. where I failed, and I can move on to the next realm. But see you both... in the next season. But we're both dead. That was that was the ending of the show. No, no, you're not dead. I Math am dead. I took the birth of Mathicus. Mathicus, don't you realize there's still four more seasons? <laughs> Season. All right. Season. Well, that was a fun little intro thing that we did there. Uh, people, for the people in our <laughs> studio, and why did they blow it up? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a fun, yes, fun script they had. I think it was a bit I generic, though. I don't know. I don't know how they got too the much keys. on tropes. 
I don't know how they got the keys to So You Think You Can Fan in Enterprise's own recording studio. I think it's because I forgot to lock those windows. That, you know, that could be it. I told you to Anyways, lock those last time. Would you like... I, I, I told you that no one locks their windows. I, I locked have... them last time. Who unlocked them? Who unlocks the windows, period? I, I, Who the I, fuck I, are I, you? I think, I, 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 think <laughs> I think Michael was trying to air out the studio. Oh, great. Now we've got this. Is that is that the Kieran guy from the market? Yeah, but you already deal with enough shit here, so I figured I'd slip right in. Oh. Yeah, how the fuck did you get in? I thought great. we were in the, the building. Wonderful. How I came into the window, obviously. Anyways. You have, a, you have a restraining order from our whole studio. How did you it's get in? It's too bad. I chained myself to the radiator. You're stuck with me for now. Oh, oh God, okay. he did. <sighs> well... Anyways, I'm sure you could all guess today that we are going to be talking about tropes, stereotypes, cliches, and all those wonderful things. We have a, a wonderful list of notes and talking points to hit up. I'm sure you all have that open, don't you? The link I sent you that we worked yeah, so hard on. And we're all going to be fair and even-handed. <clears throat> no biases here. All right. So as usual... I we're gonna... I, definitely, I definitely do have it open. You're right. How did you know? I definitely Wonderful. wasn't staring at the picture of Jimmy Carter you posted. What's it called? We will describe what these things are. A, uh, a trope is a slang, is a shorthand for a uh, torn rope. Stereotypes uh, is actually it is types of stereos. Okay. And cliches is that like French word that when like somebody like gives you a starky comeback, you say cliche. cliche. You know and, when, uh, when you said trope stood for t for torn <coughs> rope, I actually was like that sounds right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <for TV. laughs> it's true for TV tropes, actually. Bruh. <laughs> but no, uh, a trope is a is an element of a uh, of a story. It is different from a cliche. Tropes are not inherently a bad thing. Cliches are overdone, overused elements of stories that when you, they, like there's just no point to having them because they're just all you know. I, 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 it's, it's fair to say that all cliches are tropes, but not all tropes are cliche. Yep. Very accurate. Is that fair? That's pretty the old accurate, square yeah. rectangle deal. And yep. then a stereotype <laughs> is a is someone's preconceived notion of how something or someone should be. And uh, kind of an interesting historical note is this is pretty much the foundation of everything you'll ever read and hear about. If you really want to, every single book you've ever read, every show you've ever watched, every movie or film you've ever critiqued. You can break it all down into the tropes. Unless the it's some unless it's some strange avant-garde bullshit. Uh even then, even then I would say you can find some tropes in most things. And if you want to be even more woke, everything you've ever read is the same reshuffling of the same 26 letters. Only in Karen, English. I hate I you. <laughs> yeah, only in English. I have it. I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I highly oh. doubt anyone other than English speakers listens to this out of the what, seven people? <laughs> No, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, we have a strong South African listen. Well, I guess they speak English in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I stand. I, I know you. I know correct. Europeans, and they might be listening, so they Don't could they be speak, speaking uh, Polish. Africans Polish has seventy, like seventy-three uh, letters. Uh, no, Africa um, has like six thousand fucking languages. What do you but mean? But man, your solid told me they speak Afrikaans. Uh, if you want, okay, I'm on, sorry. Big Boss isn't real. He's the main villain okay, of Falcon so and the Winter Soldier. What? Twenty-two point seven percent. Of South Africans speak Zulu, followed by Zosa, followed by Afrikaans, <laughs> followed by English at nine point six percent. Yeah, and uh, only mix of the English and yeah, and fourteen uh, percent of our audience, like we said, fourteen percent of our audience is not from an English-speaking country. Hmm. Which uh, reminds me, thanks. You 14. people who live in uh, Finland, Hungary, Philippines, Singapore. Hong Kong, Malaysia, Netherlands, Japan, Slovenia, Bulgaria, Belgium. Where the fuck do you hear about us? How do you find us? Where Me do you hell. come from? Fuck lives in Belgium. Not to get political or anything, but Be Belgium isn't real. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it was important. It's a company that did yeah. not watch us? Oh god, I hope they didn't watch the episode with Big Bubba and Big Hoss. Wait, uh -oh. do I even want to know? Major Bubba and Big Hoss? <laughs> yeah, Major uh, yeah you, you should watch our episode on it, Kieran, then you'll oh. know. Oh, yes, I will do that right away. <laughs> After these messages. We don't have any ad breaks this episode. Try again. Yeah. Or we, go, we got rid of those. Before we continue... <laughs> I was going to make a YouTube analytics joke. <laughs> but I decided it probably wouldn't land as well. Uh, back to the topic of that we were actually going to be discussing. Contrary to Wait, popular belief... <laughs> <laughs> pull up our pull up our watch time analytics so we can plug our watch time <laughs> let's just analytics. Get back to it. I know we don't do good oh, jumps yeah. on topic, but let's okay. do that. Watch time analytics. People watch us. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. That's yeah, fucking did you, insane. Yeah, if you're, if you're one of those people who don't watch us, what are you doing? Watch uh, watch this podcast. Oh uh, yes, like, all those who aren't listening. Listen, please, I guess. <laughs> listen more, please. Go back through our backlog. That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, anyway, binge, binge, uh, chain of memories. Please continue, can you, Matt. Can we do the episode? No, <laughs> no. Can we? I, 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 I honestly wouldn't submit Hitler to, to listening to us read chain of memories for <laughs> like, like ten hours. Uh, any uh, Anyways, any notes uh, about general tropage, general stereotypology, typology that anybody would like to bring up before we continue? In, um, in that's why I'm asking, so you can think about <laughs> it and right. tell me. I guess you can pencil um, me down for a no, then. Okay. Well, I think we should start going going down down the notes. So the thing is, you have to understand is that. Um, uh, so originality is a myth perpetuated by them. <laughs> Actually, yeah. we'll probably talk. Well, I, well, I'm gonna talk about them later. But listen, everything like like every piece of work that that you will ever write that you will ever see is derived from something, and that's not like a bad thing. Like you know, you're gonna be like, I want a, a mentor character, and he's like, you're like, all right, a mentor character. He's like the Obi Wan, but he shouldn't be. Obi Wan, you maybe know? he's more like your dad or your mom, or maybe yeah, a guy you know, from or, or former President Barack Obama. Don't do that one. 
Why don't you want former President Barack Obama and, to be and, a mentor? Look, you can't avoid using tropes. The, <laughs> there are trope subversions, so if you're like, yeah, I'm gonna flip this on his head, it's called lampshading. It's already a trope. There's no, there's, there, you can't make new ones. I mean, you probably make new ones, but almost every base has been covered before. If it hasn't been covered before, it's gonna get a name and end up on TV tropes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Most new tropes nowadays are just complex uh, connections between tropes nowadays anyway, anyhow. Like, uh, two guys and a girl has, like, eight different variations now, and, uh, it's all based off of the original adventuring squad going out and doing their thing. And, uh, every hero's journey is based off of fucking Gilgamesh, that dumbass from about, what, 4,000 years ago? 8,000 years ago? However yeah, old the, it is. The original, the, like, uh, I, I think TV Tropes puts it best. The hero is the most overused... I think it's the hero is the most overused trope of all time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we still do it. Like, everything you watch has the hero in it. <laughs> it's almost like the hero is the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And tropes can be helpful with writing. Because, like, you know, if you go on TV tropes and you look like... Like, like, like knowing, like, the classic, like, how to structure, like, like, like the, the, the structure of, like, like, villains... You know, with like the big bad as well as the bigger bad, and like the dragon, or like just like just like uh like for example the TV tropes page on like the five man band. You know, you got the leader, you know, you got the the lancer, which is like you know like the the blue ranger type like second in command. You got the smart guy, you know, you got the big guy, and then you got the chick. Yeah, also you and have the new chick. Of course, in the hands of a bad writer. They will be literally just those stereotypes. They will never have any depth. They will never get anything. But if you're a good writer or even a great writer, you're still going to use those. You're still going to wind up making some group that is some complex calc- uh, connection or some collection of all those different things in some way. Of course, Power Rangers tends to keep it pretty simple, but y- you can't really avoid it. What you're trying well, to do has already been done by somebody and turned into a trope. What were we gonna say, Kieran? I was gonna say Power Rangers that most people are familiar with was just an episodical episodic thing. So they by design they didn't get much character development if at all because they always have to end up at the same place they started, right? And not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yes, some some Rangers would go through arcs and then others would just kind of remain static. Mm-hmm. It depends and, very and much on what uh, what season we're talking about. Right. I'm just trying to think of the most like I don't know baseline one, the one that everyone thinks of, not the not what you guys are digging into. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, what's it called? Um. Uh. But, like SpongeBob, you know. I think like, more or less since the end. Yeah. I um. What's it called? I. I don't know if we mentioned this in the character creation, uh, not the character, I guess it was a character creation episode, the OC episode, that having a static character can be good. Like, a character that doesn't really, like, develop or change can be fine. Probably shouldn't be your main character, but don't don't be afraid to have a character that's just, like, just stays the same throughout the story. And if you do have a character that <clears throat> stays the same throughout the story, I found the best usage of such a character is as a the watcher, someone who's looking more and is more interested in other things in the world than their own journey. I think it was uh, 
There was an anime kind of like that called Mushishi, I think. It was uh, an older guy who goes around the country just helping people with weird mystical stuff that's going wrong in their lives. And the show's not really about him. It's about the people he finds, about who he talks to. And I think that's a good usage of such a trope. But, uh, you know, there's lots of great tropes. Uh, Chosen One, that's probably the most overused right next to the hero. The hero is chosen Or how about the, the ancient prophecy foretold? <clears throat> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that kind of goes with the the chosen one prophecy. Yeah, chosen it's not always the same. Chosen by a one is just you have a chosen one, so that, that's your main character cliche. And the other one is we have the whole plot cliche. Yeah, where they they're very common together, but they're not necessarily the same. Yeah. I would argue though that the prophecies of like one step making it even worse as far as bland as could be. Yeah, but even still, there have been prophecy shows that did a pretty good job. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender comes to mind as Chosen One with a prophecy. Chosen One will bring balance to the world. Holy shit, guess what? End of the show, the Chosen One brought balance to the world! Or how about the... What's, be more specific. One more just Unless... outlines what's gonna happen. It's like literally the author's outline was made the prophecy because mm-hmm. he couldn't come up with a good way to justify while those things came together. So he had to make a prophecy to make it happen. Pretty that's much. what I feel like. A, that's a bad way of using the cliche, where the prophecy exists to make the story happen. Yeah, and a uh, common one that people shit on the love interests. Uh, love interests <laughs> work for a lot of love reasons triangle, because they love triangle. Sorry. Yes, the love triangle, the 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 dreaded triangle that kills the whole fucking show. Fame that's one trope. Don't do the shonen thing where the love interest is is the, the, like they're, they're only around for the main characters like character development. Yeah, don't do that. Or they spend nine they spend ninety five percent of the show not being in a relationship because Japanese young boys don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 then it's time for character development, and then they're like, "I love you," and he's like, "Yeah, awesome. well, it's time to die." I got coochie. <laughs> and so it's he like, got will the they, won't they, will not the will they. Or their only motivation is the promise of Coochie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's great to talk about tropes, and it's great to have lots of tropes in your in your story to analyze, but don't don't feel like you have to, oh my god, I have to, I have to get the love interest trope in here. How do I do that? Don't do that. That's the answer. Yeah. Do what you want. If it's is- not... If it doesn't feel like if it's if it's inorganic if it's synthetic like if it, it if it doesn't like 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 you know like, let's say your story is like your like your corn right and you're growing mm-hmm. your corn and like you're like crap just, my corn isn't red me, and then yeah. you go grab some red dye and put it in like like just 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 grow your your story organically if you gotta go and put something into it like the force like like to make the corn red then. People it's are going to notice you made the corn Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, to yeah, fit with the theming, if I want to give you a trope of advice, write what you know. Or I guess to be more specific, like, uh, I know J.R.R. Tolkien, he wrote The Hobbit. You ever notice like, how most fight scenes he doesn't put much into it? Or like the Battle of the Five Armies? It's literally just uh, Bill Wilkins the cliff notes because he's knocked out for the whole fight. And I think that's because he didn't. The Unless author he didn't. He wants a bad movie. Yeah. But I think <laughs> the point is, like, I don't. For all the things I remember on The Hobbit, I don't remember the fights that much. And that's because the fights don't go on that far, because I don't think he knew, knew a way to make those fights interesting, or at least not enough for a whole fucking battle. 
Mm-hmm. I think it benefits from that. Just knowing. Except for the part where uh, Legolas slides down the uh, stairs on a shield and snipes people with a bow. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> Everyone cool. remembers that one, obviously. Basically, write what you're good at. If you're not good at it, you don't have to write it. In fact, find a clever way to get around it. Like, Bilbo literally getting knocked out and getting the cliff notes after the battle's done. Yeah. <clears throat> In addition, write not only what you know, but write from your own inspirations. Don't just watch something and be like a Hollywood executive and say, Holy shit! I need a black gay sidekick for Superman! That'll be <laughs> what makes my movie... Don't don't get inspired too easily. That's, that's what the Snyder but Cut was. I'd say, also, I'd say also don't be the other way. Like, uh, let's subvert that trope by making the 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 best friend die like in man of steel where it's like hey this this guy's name is jimmy olsen and he got killed by terrorists ouch oof uh obligatory mention and joss's son that's all what re and johnson subverting it's expectations as much as he can I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know well, why. Last like Jedi, Jedi fan. And also the best episodes of Breaking Bad. I, I don't know people's names. I, hi, I'm retarded. You don't know that. Ouch. Nobody. All right. Now it's time for Sergio to go on his little rant. Oh, as boy. The, the res- as resident feminist and <laughs> teenage girl. It's time for me to tell you about when f- female protagonists go wrong. So let's Always. let's dissect strong female characters, shall oh, we? Oh no! <laughs> when talking about a strong female character, they 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 of course by the nature need to be strong because they're your protagonist, right? So they gotta be badass. But their personality needs to be there too. What makes a strong character is not just, oh yeah, she's super powerful, but like you gotta like her. Um, Bad female protagonists, um, as I just just mentioned, they're strong in power, not in personality. Uh, They got like this chip on their shoulder because they were slighted in life by a man. (laughs) And they believe men to be generally inferior. Those disgusting uh, XY chromosome things. And that's where I uh, segue into my next point. What What is uh, a woman's great... What is my female protagonist's greatest enemies? I'll give you guys uh, four choices. A, is it uh, the aliens invading from outer space? Is it B, is it the whole people? C, is it some kind of like uh, uh, evil, like monster dragon, or D? Is hmm. it man? I think I'm it's gonna... E. My dog's barking in the background. I think that you have to go with A. Also, I can't hear the dogs on the recording, so you're fine. Okay. Okay. Aaron, what's your guess? Uh, I I for I lost my test. Can I get another one? Fuck. 
All right, now I know what you're all thinking. You're like, well, Sergio, men are definitely going to be hard for your uh, your female character to fight, Your being woman. that they tend to be more aggressive, larger, and generally genetically a little bit stronger. She's going to have some problems because she's like 5'2", and Big Bubba, 8 foot 6, 800 pounds is going to come in and be like, ah, Been in the business woman. for 30 years. <laughs> but no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... And you, you all know who, who, who I describe when I say this. The evil man. Now picture in your head. You've got your, like, female protagonist. And, like, she's, like, working at, like, an office building. And there's this white guy. You know who I'm talking about. His, like, hair is kind of gray and he's kind of older. He's real smarmy. He's got a suit on. He's, and he's really jaw. sexist. He's got a square jaw. He's really sexist. Like, 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 you're like, 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 it's not like, uh, his main, his main thing is that he's really just like, he wants to put the heroin down because he's a woman. <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't man. matter if he like, if he like eats babies or like, <laughs> like throws pregnant women out the, well, he probably does that because he's super, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you try to blow the world. He hates women and he wants to put your main character down because she is a woman. And usually, he's, like, in some kind of position of power. Like, he's her boss. Or, like, you know, she's, like, a, his underling or something like that. You mostly find them in, like, the like girl power movies. Like, any, like, movie that's, like, yeah, we're women, yeah. We're all... Usually has, like, some kind of, like, like, dude. Like, the, the villain is, like, this dude. And he's just, like, oh, yeah. I'm a raging sexist. I hate women. Side note. And going... This is not to say that you can't... What were we going to say, Jacob? No, I was just... <laughs> I was just shooting the shit. Oh. Uh, you can't, it's not like you can't have a misogynist get his shit rocked by a woman, but please, in a serious story about serious things, don't have the main protagonist's biggest flaw be that he doesn't respect women. That's... Yeah, that shouldn't be the main focus. Like, yeah. if I'm fighting the evil alien overlord, the, it should be it should be more on, like, he's committing genocide. And not like, well, he slapped his secretary's ass. He's a, he's a raging sexist, and we gotta fight the, fight the man! Like, no, you need to stop the aliens from blowing up Earth. Not man as in the tax collector, man that. as in XY chromosome kind of man. Unless the tax collector is also slapping the secretary's ass. Then shoot him. The tax collector. <laughs> Alright, and then, then the other the other issue, especially in like these like big like girl power movies, is how the supporting men are portrayed. We're just talking about like like, like there, there are good examples, and we're talking about the bad examples here. So, in a story that usually has the evil man, your your supporting men are either they're assholes, like uh, all those people who yelled at Captain Marvel when she was a little girl. Um, they're rampaging sexists. Uh, they're portrayed as like really weak, and they're like really dumb. Gay mm -hmm. best friend. And always defer to the woman for judgment because your main character knows all. Cause she's a wo a woman, and she's she's uh, she's being slighted by the patriarchy and whatnot. Yes, it could be um, it can be kind of cringy when seeing this because it's often uh, it's a pretty big modern trope that's been happening over time. Now, of course. Not everything does all of these things at once. We were having a discussion earlier about how things that don't always, to a T, follow the hero's journey, for example. But 
The hero's journey exists to describe broad scopes from a lot of different stories that incorporate the hero's journey or things like the hero's journey. And this is sort of our catch-all of strong female in the 21st century in a movie doing these things yeah and 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 look i'm not like like by when i said i don't mean like you can set your story in the 1400s and your character's a woman and of course she's got to face the adversity because it's the 1400s but there's a difference between being like comically like sexist and just being like just just how it was yeah and again a, a lot of this stuff just just it sucks the fun out of everything it doesn't make f- any kind of interesting commentary on it in the first place, so it's not got much literary value as far as contemplating it. And for the most like, part, you know, if, if, yeah, like like you know, if it's ancient Japan and your main girl is like, I want to be a samurai, and of course her family's like, no, you can't do it. that's a that's a men thing. It's a it's a lot different than like it's like 2010 and your female kids like i want to join the military it's like no you can't you can't you can't little little brie larson that you that that that, that's a man's like what are you talking about it's 2010 anyone can do anything also yeah go ahead i was gonna say like i guess by and large if you want to put a new story your story message shouldn't feel like you're smashing me over the head with your crowbar to rip it open to shove your story into my brain if you have to be that if if you if you write people write good stories and have the good messages come through, you will naturally pick up on it. You don't have to be you know brained over the fucking head, uh, forcefully shoved in your face. I must make also a, if you, if go you ahead. couldn't tell the or, the originality being a myth, but them them is men. They're the the true enemy, man. <laughs> Everything can be traced back to to men. Uh, obligatory reference, obligatory mention, Mulan. The animated movie, one of the not best, the... one of the best animated movies ever made, does not, to con- contrary to what many people try to remember about that movie, did not have much of a girl power trying to defeat men overtone. It was, in fact, if anything, it's fine to be the girl you want to be. Doesn't matter if that's the girl who saves China, the girl who wants to be honored by her family. Mulan has an interesting actual journey that is only possible because she is a woman and that's you know a good story they wanted to make her being a woman part of the story but it wasn't so ridiculously shoved in your face all the time that it's impossible to have fun with it or and it wasn't the only thing it had to say either yeah that's it had a lot really of other helped. stuff to say and what <clears throat> what really sticks out in my mind when i remember the ending of that film is when she comes home she has the symbol and crest of the emperor's necklace with her. She has a sword from the guy she defeated and killed in front of the emperor. And she brings those to her father. She hands them to him in his lap. He looks at her as she bows down asking for honor. He tosses that shit on the ground and he just hugs the hell out of his daughter who he thought was dead for half the film. That what's that's what sticks with you, and that's what the film sticks with, and that's a very strong message. And so many things talking about strong female character. Try to say that she's physically strong, so she's an actually strong character. Bitch, women are not He-Man from an action figure commercial. You need a little more than that. Ugh. Anyways. I mean, sure, if you want to do that, but maybe, like, if you want to write 
a female MMA fighter. <laughs> sure, cool, because that has to do with par- actually has a purpose. Yeah, cool, run with that. Just you know, make it some sense rather than just being Don't beating just us make over the it head. Arbitrarily, the part that you want to have in every movie after the twenty first century's first ten years. Yeah, that- that's yeah. uh that's also i guess this isn't like a writing thing but the thing i see in movies like all the time where it's like i've got this like five foot two girl as like my action hero and she fights this six foot dude and just manhandles them i mean yeah that could, it's kind of cool it can be cool in some ways but if you don't have a good justification for why she could literally just outpower him it just kind of seems a bit silly personally i've always been more interested in the the smaller character who's not as strong but always has to think of a good way of dealing with the larger characters. Like, like you need to play into the, the, <clears throat> the like she tries to fight and he grabs her and he she can't get out of his grip because that's just yeah. So she figures like, another way out of the grip. He like bear hugs her. It's over with. Yeah, and it would be interesting if she thinks of uh, better ways out of it than just literally flexing her muscles and just getting out of it. That's for a more brutish action movie kind of thing. And, you know, it's not like you have to avoid doing that at all cases, but it it is a bit silly in some ways when I see that in so many different stories and movies. Just be miniature She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Side note, She-Hulk. Good character. Nobody wants to make movies for her. Why? Until now. We're getting a, they're, we're getting a they're series. They're literally making one. Yeah, now, after like fucking how many years of different Hulk media, not much more for She-Hulk. I think that's because Marvel now has a license to print money. They could put anything on TV now. <laughs> true. That's true. Alright, so now we're going to move in the tropes in general. It should be avoided. Um, first we're going to start off with a drama for drama's sake. And if you've ever watched a show on the CW, this, 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 this is in it. Oh, so you're writing a show for, from, for them teens, and teens love drama. But, but this isn't the, this is, we're going back to the corn analogy. This isn't the organic kind of drama that grew up with your, with your, your baby corn to adult corn. No, you've got to make up these dumb reasons to, that, that they're fighting. If you yeah. want a really bad example, look up just everything wrong with the fourth season of uh, 13 Reasons Why and just watch how god-awful everything is about that show. <laughs> Any logical reasons the characters should be mad at each other, just give an excuse to be mad. Uh, this can, this, uh, a, a, a big portion of this is problems, mm. that, problems that arise from characters just not talking to each other. Like like the, the the issue like 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 you have like these deep seated like character rivalries and issues, but like it's caused by like a misunderstanding, and if like the characters just like sat down and just explained to each other, it wouldn't be like you know a problem. Like oh, is it? Uh, Chad is walking down the hallway and runs into a girl, and the girl's best friend sees it happening. He thinks that they're making up making out and he's like oh god she's cheating on me and then is angry and brooding the whole time when all he did is yeah, I, like, running into each other some uh some classic things is like um at least i that i can think of is oh you didn't you kept x from me oh you didn't tell me about x not not like a at well yeah i guess a x could be could be in there but like 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 the variable like you didn't tell me that you picked up chips yesterday Ah, you know I like chips, and you got chips, but you didn't tell me we got chips. 
or what what or like uh i guess i can use two examples from from arrow for example like so 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 like so like in the first three seasons of arrow he goes by like the hood and he like kills people and then like that like it, it got to the point where that wasn't like sustainable anymore so he had his sidekick roy harper like take like 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 outed him as the hood and then they faked his death or whatever and then he came out as the green arrow so like in season five, he forms like you know a new team of vigilantes, and there's this episode where they figure out that the hood and the greed arrow are the same person. And they're like, "God damn it, Oliver! How could you lie to us? You were a murderer!" And it's and like and like you're sitting there, and you're like, "You didn't, you, you didn't fi- figure the, this out. What what what's what's the what's the problem here?" Yeah, didn't they do the same thing with Flash where they refused to call him the Flash? Instead, they've really tried to push people calling him the Blur or whatever. Maybe I can't remember. I never watched either of those shows oh, as much. I, also went up and ass. I think it was like in the first couple episodes, like they they grew into him being called the Flash. Or there was a there was another episode of Arrow. I think it was like around season six. So. Uh, there's like a mole in the team because somebody's like leaking information to the FBI. So Oliver spies on the the other superheroes that are part of Team Arrow, and then they find they find out that he like uh, like bugged them or whatever. And like you you were spying on me, and you didn't bug your wife and your best friend who's been doing superhero stuff through the whole show with you. I can't believe this. And I think one of them ended up actually being the one, like, uh, leaking the information. And of course, they, 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 they do this whole storyline where they go off and form their own superhero team. And it's just like, oh what, 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 why are you doing this? This is just needless. That's probably a, a good mark of when you've incorporated tropes the wrong way, or you're using tropes poorly in general, is My just... Favorite wasting time on them when you let something what were you saying sorry it's like my favorite is whenever uh the writer is so desperate to keep a a conflict going that literally when they're in a situation where they all they need to do is like say a few words to solve everything the character's like you wouldn't understand if i told you what was going on you don't know how i feel like of course i don't because they haven't told me shit (laughs) i love when stuff like that happens again this can all be done well if you set it up properly. But the problem is when you just use something that's very tropish like this and it winds up derailing a lot of what should be the main plot or what should be the focus of the <clears throat> of the fork of fiction or even perhaps not a work of fiction. But uh, it, it just feels weird. It just feels like nothing's happening or you're in a state of total limbo where nothing is nothing is going on. It's the it's the source of the most boring things that people ever watch or talk about, and it's very unfortunate when it happens to a good show. My favorite is whenever a side character is perfectly fine, you know, being the supportive guy, or whatever, and just randomly at some point is suddenly out of nowhere super butthurt about it and breaks off their relationship with the main character or whatever. Which is fine if you want to have that, but like actually build up to it. Don't just one day go like, oh, what are we going to do for this episode? Uh, side character gets jealous out of the fucking blue and decides yeah, he think, hates the main I guy. Like, all, right, all right, all right, all right, listen. I, I know, like, like you know, we're part of this operation. We kill people, but like, you killed that guy and then you spat on him. And I'm not, I'm not down for that. I'm, uh, I'm not as, a counter arg- as a counter argument to that. Um, the only reason that Dick Grayson stopped being Robin is because they wanted him to put him into. Teen Titans sell it, so they just 
it, with no warning, was like him and Batman had a falling out, and now he's on Teen Titans. But, I mean, that's still they, a, a trend. Did they they excuse what the out was, or did they just like, no. yeah, they had a falling out? They just had a falling out. What was it? Fuck Batman or something like that. And then after a while, he became. No, it was just. That this was is it. from the comics. This oh. is from the comics. He, they just when they when they introduced the Team Titans as a comic, that's when they that's when around when Jason Todd was introduced, mm-hmm. and Jason Todd was just Dick Grayson too for a while, but they didn't. But because Dick Grayson was in the Team Titans, they were like, yes, this is a new character. This is this is Jason. Dick has had a falling out with Batman that we didn't show. Yep. And uh, last thing I'll say on this before we spend too much more time on this, but uh, the reactions of the characters should be very consistent with how they've been shown in the past and the gravity of what's happened to change the status quo. Uh, Thinking about Sokka from Avatar, Sokka has always been throughout the first uh, two seasons of the show to feel a little inadequate the more he's around benders, the more he's around people who have the amazing abilities who can bend the elements and so of course in the third season he feels a little inadequate when they can take out an entire fire from a meteor so he he expresses that he's a little put out by how useless he is in so many action sequences and it's not like he's mad at the team about that if he was mad at the team over that oh my god that would have been one of the worst episodes ever but instead Sokka's being put out over being weak and being the comic relief character for so long, he transforms that into making a sword, becoming more interesting as a character, and growing into his own strengths. But that only worked because we'd seen him deal with that for the past two seasons in the background. If that had happened, it was even there in the first episode as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. First opening scene, even. And this is where tropes are great. Because the trope of the comic relief character becoming more competent, more reliable, this is, a, this is a fairly common trope. But again, that positive trope can also be completely misused. If you fuck it up, you can make it feel totally contrived or make it overly edgy. And it just, there's a lot of ways to screw it up if you're not thinking about it. And this is why it's good to take inspiration from your own experiences from real life from what you've learned about other people aside from drama for drama's sake what about uh i was actually the evil man all along didn't you know i had a butt plug in my ass with that knife i killed your father i was actually x all along so this is a really easy way to generate a plot twist you take a character and all of a sudden out of the blue (laughs) They're, they they were actually blank son. They were like you know the this character this whole time, and this this can work, but you actually have to build up to it, and it actually has to like make like sense. Welcome to M Night Shyamalan School of Writing, mm-hmm. like a like like a Ray Palpatine. How we were told that Ray was no one, and then I was like, well, did you actually know that Palpatine is alive and that he made a, a clone? of himself and that that clone ran away and had a had a kid yeah 
Yeah, which arguably, or not even arguably, it literally would have been better and even more interesting if that never came to light. If she was just some fucking rando. Potentially. Uh, there's a lot I of... I mean, there are other un- things you have to fix, but... Yeah, there's a lot to it, unpack there, say, but... I wouldn't say more interesting as much as I would say... Well, how about this? The what, what they went with as far as not being a nobody's kid was fucking god-awful. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. that? <laughs> I would say the reveal of being a nobody was a little disappointing, but understand. Personally, I didn't want her to be... I just wanted her to be, like, her own character. But yeah. going like, oh, well, yeah, actually, she's Ray Palpatine. It was just, just stupid. <laughs> and yeah. then stealing the last Skywalker last name, because, I don't know, she's... I, I, whatever. <laughs> uh, Darth Vader is a good example of this, because he wasn't planned initially to be Luke's father. But it ended up working because they 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 didn't give give you too much information that made you go wait wait that doesn't make too much sense. Yeah, it works in the context. Also, I'm gonna go get a snack. I'll be right back. Keep going, boys. All right. Next, we have uh, ass poles. Oh, so, um, ass poles is not well. I well, I mean, I, I guess pulling your butt plug out of your butt is an ass pole, but this. Is where your character is like, oh no, we're in X situation. How do we get? Oh well, did you know I actually have this ability? Oh, I have a flashlight, so we can see in the dark. Or the villain's like, oh yeah, well I can, I can turn into the devil. Um, ass pulls can be done correctly. Uh, Jake is going to, of course, disagree with me, but I think Joseph Joestar pulls it off pretty well. The like, where does he get like, a Tommy uh, gun? I think what works in that case is that, especially if you're comically skewed, it works better because most of the time people don't apply hard logic to comedy most of the time. And Joseph Jozar is a funny character, plus He's the show itself is a bit comical in nature. Where does he get a Tommy gun? But that's what I'm saying. It just works because it's funny in the moment. You know, because it's yeah. like, I have a fucking Tommy gun. And even straight to it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> My the the main the main issue is with with ass poles is that it either comes with Deus Ex Machina the you know we're in X situation but don't worry I I can, you didn't you didn't know but I can I have X or I do X or um it it, it just makes you look like you've written yourself in a corner like 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 oh there's no way they can get out of this but you're gonna fudge away to get out of this and this leads into the next one because the plot says so. Ouch. It's a big one. Which, so, sometimes, you know, you need a little, like, suspension of disbelief. Because um, sometimes it's it's unavoidable. You have to just agree, like, okay, so this very, like, specific set of circumstances happen to get the plot rolling or the plot, like, moving along. You might Proxy. have to make a character survive something that they didn't or something like that. But the, the so the, the problem comes is when like like if it's uh, really obvious this, that you you're just making things happen like a god undefined yeah, this, 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 li- this lightning bolt hit this house which made a guy run down to the fire station and then the fireman ran over the kid's mom and then the kid is going to need to grow up to get revenge on this fireman like yeah. like, 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 like like there's like there should be a logical course to get from point A to point B that's believable, not like this is a billion and one chance that all these little things stacked up for your, you know, um, 
plot to happen. There should always be reasons for things. It's not just because I need to get I need to get point A to point B. There should not be like a contrived reason to like get there. I always love whenever some character has a vague, undefined powers that are widely inconsistent in how they work. Just for us, the fighters like fuck. Uh, we need this to happen. How's that gonna happen? Uh, main character's powers can do this now, or something yes. like that. See JoJo Part Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Star Finger. How do I beat this stand that can go microscopic? Oh, don't you know? We all stands have that ability. What? <laughs> and is she, never used ever also, again. See mm-hmm. also gold experience. Yeah. Yep. Oh no, we lost our hand. What do we do? It's okay. I just remembered I can grow more hands. As an aside, real quick, at least we're referring to JoJo, ever since part four, at least from what I've read, it seems like he needs a character that can do some sort of healing ability because that's crops up at least from part four to part seven. There's some. It allows him to get fucked up even more, but still not be dead can, from it. He, that that means that he can heal them if they get fucked up. Yeah, and I feel like he's so stuck riding like that now. Death experience without having to have the consequences of like Kakyoin yeah. being written out of half of Stardust Crusaders. I don't know anything about Part Eight. I haven't read that yet, but that's just what I've noticed. For four, five, six, and seven, they all have some sort of healing ability in them. In 7, it's pretty testicles. limited, though, because Hot Pants isn't around all that often. Yeah, well, even before that, they've got that, uh, what, threaded needle thing. I forget yeah, exactly what it was called. Mm. It's been a while since Red Part 7. But yeah, the plot, the plot says so. Let's be honest, though. Everything that you do in all of writing is literally just because you said so. The main character was born where, you, where he was born because you said so. It's not yeah. because of anything the the characters did. The characters aren't real. You're making but you need this... internal logic. Mm-hmm. But, but like your characters are stranded out in the desert, for example, and you, like 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 all right. Well, see, I I've I've ridden myself into a corner because they're stuck out in the desert. And they don't have a means of transportation. But I need them to get to like this mountain so the plot can continue. So Bob is going to reveal to the party that he can teleport. This whole time, and he just hasn't told anybody about it. <laughs> oh my god, to go back to, sorry, to go back to the Hobbit, I just thought of it, uh, the eagles. Mm. Remember how they, they climb to the top of those trees, the eagles come and save them, and then he really quickly realizes, wait, I can't have to keep using the eagles. The eagles say, we're not going to move you any further than here, because otherwise the whole travel would be invalidated. So he writes to the eagles to save them, and then they fuck off. I don't think they ever come back ever, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That, I think, would be a case of if he had to pull a Deus Ex Machina and had to really quickly write them out before the, the readers started to think, wait, why don't they just take the eagles even for all the way? Yeah. And, you know, I think it was a J.R.R. Tolkien who said, characters win fights not because there's some internal fight system simulator calculator in the writer's brain. Whoever wins fights, whoever gets to certain locations first, whoever wins MacGuffins, that's up to the writer. It's always because the plot demands it, but the goal is verisimilitude. It has to feel real to the audience. It has to feel like it did go through some complex simulator to get to where you were and wasn't just some fat, smelly, Cheeto-ridden individual writing it. 
They won because I said they won. <clears throat> Speaking of things right. happening because you say they do, Sergio, would you introduce the next topic? Welcome to Techno Babble slash Bad Science. As we're start with the PSA. Stop putting quantum in front of everything. Unless it's you actually related to quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate it in shows when it's like the nerd characters like they they're they're hacking into our mainframe and the and the one <laughs> I that in English. hackers. In English, I'm in. They're it, fucking our bitches, and it's like, oh no. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put, let's go up against you on that one. Uh, just the the I'm in trope is the best goddamn trope ever, and everyone should fucking use it. Yep. If you're having a hacking scene and the and the hacker's not going, and then doesn't say I'm in once he's done. Fuck you! You did did it wrong. I, th- I think you should go scream at the guy who made Mister Robot. <laughs> what, does he slap his fingers on the keyboard and say "I'm in"? If he does, no. great. What? No, fuck! You, that's wrong. A terrible show. Anyways, Mister Robot has the most realistic hacking out of any like media, which means it's so boring don't... as fuck. <laughs> so yeah, Anyways, no, they clack, clack on the keyboard and go. I'm Dude, in. All it's right. the best. Tro- it's the only good trope. It is. It absolutely is. I can, I can agree on that one. All right. So, other than invoking the ire of Neil deGrasse Tyson to make some very well, actually, <laughs> tweets about you, um, it helps your universe like be more believable if it's based on some like sort of like real science. I'm not asking you to go like get a physics textbook and like be reading it, but like. If you're going like okay, space travel, do some like you know there there are like YouTube videos that you can watch of like smart people breaking it down from you. Look at some Wikipedia articles. Like you can make your like you might be surprised how much things are just plausible, like that, that are scientifically plausible that we just can't do now. And you can have elements to explain implausible elements that seem real enough that like that your reader can believe things just shouldn't work because of magic the best like sci-fi worlds feel like the technology and the stuff in them is real is what makes it science fiction yeah because otherwise it's just fantasy don't call it don't say you need quantum mechanics to go time traveling just say you need uh uh pim particles and bam now it's something different entirely yeah or like hyperspace um warp drive is the like the more like scientifically accurate like way of moving through space without dealing with relativistic effects but the point the point is is that you can make something up that sounds like okay well if this thing existed then yeah what you're telling me is possible because obviously it's like oh i can move the speed i can move faster than the speed of light and i'm gonna go no you cannot it's like no well i have this i go inside this dimension that defies physics i was like okay well if that thing existed then yes what you're telling me i can like i can believe we invented x to solve y don't ask me too much about x though yeah, don't ask me about this magic metal that fell on my african country at 65 <laughs> vibranium what can it do it can do anything uh, miracle element that is that's yeah, a that's I, a no trip yeah. right there. Miracle elements. What yeah, can this magical thing do? It does everything. Yeah, don't 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 uh, don't give me things like atomic number. Don't t- let me know if it can be like turned into a wire. If it's a good conductor, it j- it just can do what it can do. Suggestion to all future writers, though, 
Uh, use graphene. You'll thank me later. <laughs> is it the actual miracle element that could do everything? It can also, turn. What was that, Serge? I'm also just gonna point out the thing. Uh, sci-fi writers need to learn scale. Yeah. Just like it, yeah, but, but like, like so. It's like yeah, this is a, this is a super space conflict where there's like trillions and trillions of people fighting fighting like inter- intergalactic empires. Oh, how many ships did they field in this one battle? Two. Twenty. Warhammer has that issue with in with like infantry numbers. It's like, this is one of the biggest battles the Imperium has ever fought in the history of mankind. And it's like, how many guardsmen did they bring? And it's like, two million. And it's like, uh, I thought you were going to stop at two. That's not not even a country. I feel like Warhammer needs to to increase, like, for example, there's a thousand space marines in a chapter. Mm -hmm. They need to up that by at least ten times. Uh, I I I th- I think though that works kind of in the Space Marines' favor because it makes them look more badass because you don't need a yeah, lot. Yeah, but of also or how about this? we have like if you don't want to put we, a number we, down, we probably know ten like ten percent of the Space Marines by name, but like when it comes to like Ultramarines, like that are alive in the forty second millennia or forty first millennia, like there are dozens upon dozens of named <laughs> Space Marines, and it's like. It's like, yeah, sure, we have a thousand space marines all at this one battle, and they're killing, like, millions upon millions of fucking Tyranids or something, and it's like, okay. But then they say, like, oh, it's 20 to 1 per per space marine, and it's like, well, now the numbers don't fucking make sense. Because 20 to 1 for a thousand people would be 20,000 fucking Tyranids. But now you're telling me that there's like twenty million. Mm-hmm. Well, or how like, about this? It's like the the guardsmen are supposed to be canonically like cannon fodder, dying the fucking insane amounts of numbers because they're, everything is just so much better. And it's like, oh, we brought two million guardsmen to this fight. They would be dead in like ten minutes. Yeah. But then there's some who survived <laughs> the battle. Yeah, Crazy. like I think. Uh... Or I was gonna say is that, or the very least, if you can't name a big number that makes sense, you could just ter- allude to a larger number. Like for instance, rather than saying we brought ten million, you could say we have ten million dying each day. I didn't put a number on how many we had, but back at the info, you know, math you know on how, that lets the reader lets the reader get an idea of just how fucking massive it is. One seems stupid if you know enough context. The other one is just like Jesus Christ kind mm-hmm. of deal, you know? Yeah. And that's just by wording it slightly differently. Yeah, like you have things like, I think it was in one of the terrible Star Wars Aftermath novels that said, like, the Empire only ever had, like, a hundred Star Destroyers to patrol an entire galaxy with. Yeah. Or, like, there are only three billion clone troopers. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, put a hard number on something that's that ubiquitous. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready for my graphene-sponsored talk? Oh, God. Imagine a saran wrap. Just enough graphene to be one layer of saran wrap thick, okay? Now you stretch that across a great distance that's like two or three kitchen countertops. Oh, down a football field? 
Now let's say that you take an elephant, okay? Full-ass elephant. That one saran wrap thick layer can support the elephant's weight even if you had it stand on a pedestal that concentrated the full weight of the elephant into the point of a pencil on the graphene can still support that can still take that much and still not break that's graphene fucking you can rotate the atomic layer of graphene and turn it into a superconductor or a perfect insulator graphene is literally vibranium it is going to be our miracle material it's too bad that you have to layer carbon one atom at a time to make it yeah, I was get the bean stackers in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, like if if we like made like uh like CPU coolers out of graphene, it would be like eight times better than like aluminum and copper. Yeah, good luck finding somebody to get enough of it to make it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. It's uh, like maybe some... It's but like spiders. But enough, enough, uh, enough science talk. We should make, we should make, we should do how you think you can science. Uh, <laughs> oh god, just balloon out. Alright, so next uh, is the uh, landmine topic that I'm going to talk about. Oh All boy. Right. If, 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 if y'all are offended, I, I don't care. Stop listening. Boy, we're gonna, having our own minority talk about it. Truth bombs. Alright. So, what is this thing? That, oh, wait, hold on. We're on retcon. We Sorry. Getting oh. there. Well, <laughs> we're what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, retconning what we're talking about. So, retcons in general, I think, should be avoided as much as possible, but ultimately may need to occur if, like, foresight wasn't used in the beginning of the work. Like, Batman used to use a gun, and then the publishers were like, we can't sell that to children. And they were like, oh, yeah, he doesn't kill people. That's a thing that he always been, always had. No, wait, Jojo. Jojo part one and part three, where he didn't originally plan on having Dio come back because originally, uh, what was her name? The, the wife, Sheik's survived by floating. Yeah, she survived by floating in the coffin, you know, back to land. But in the third one, they pull that coffin up the sea bed and it has Dio in it. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't wasn't there a secret compartment that he was hiding in that they said? They just changed what happened with Dio. In the in part one, it ends with him getting burned up with Joseph's body. Yeah. In part three, they retcon it to he actually stole the body, hid away in the coffin. Because remember, the first part one ends with her floating away in that coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That, uh-huh. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess, I can kind of buy him. St- Stealing Jonathan's body, but there's a bit of a retcon to say, oh yeah, there was a he put a secret compartment in the coffin for some reason that he could hide in, and someone else. No, they, would, they didn't uh, do that at all. They just act like the coffin was always there, and she got. I think that's I think that's a twofer. I think that's because the plot says so and retcons. Yep. Yeah, that's so, the thing. It's like they just changed what happened with the coffin, pretty much. So bad ret because you can retcon like fine, like uh, like the Darth Vader retcon. You know, I killed your father in a manner speaking. Yeah, that's definitely uh, a retcon. Yes, but there's a uh, where was X, and we can point to a uh, old cheese thief herself, Brie Larson, Captain Maryvelle Sue, 
of Captain Marvel fame. So the pro so this record comes from inserting a character and element into the past of a story. Like for example, so Captain Marvel has been around. Uh, you know, she, she it's so like it's the '90s, and she heads off into space, and she hands Nick Fury a page. She's like, "If you ever need me, uh, c call me." And then it leads to the thing of well. For some reason, Nick Fury didn't think that like the the alien invasions and the robots and the all that was enough to call Captain Marvel, but people spontaneously turning to dust was enough. And then you also get the the question of well, what was she doing? Like Captain Marvel's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take down the Kree Empire, but the Kree almost get an Infinity Stone and, and you know lay waste to the the galaxy, and she just was fucking off somewhere like does she not care about that why didn't she link up with the guardians and be like hey kicking the kree ass is like my you know my jam but no she's just she's just gone or even just like all those non uh, avengers films like just pick any of them it's like why don't we call the rest of the avengers in to help me out on this one <laughs> you oh, know? They were busy. No, no 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 i hate that argument I hate that argument. You're telling me that the event that the other Avengers aren't sent on other jobs. There's that's not a single what, other one who can ask for help, or even what, like literally well, what you're okay. seeing in the first Avengers movie is the other Avengers doing their own thing, and then they're brought. Okay, I, I'm I'm also going to point out that obviously, like you know, like obviously, like yeah, like if Batman just called like Superman. Oh yeah, one would be over with. Like calling someone else for help, it like it defeats the point of making like a solo movie or whatever. Like a so not a movie, but it's like a solo like book. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. You could like you know it says in in Am like we could. Why don't we just leave it? Why don't we just call the Avengers? But the thing is that that would be boring. Like sure, I. Like, I'm sure, like, in the great Marvel Universe, not everyone is busy at this moment, but I'm reading a Spider-Man comic, and I want Spider-Man to beat up whoever, and not, like, oh, yeah, he calls Iron Fist, and Iron Fist punches him real good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the real literary reason they don't appear in the story is what Sergio just said to a T. I suppose it's better than always having a convenient excuse as to why they can't. That would get a little ridiculous after a while, I suppose. Yeah, but again, you know, a lot of the superheroes are just used to doing their own thing, so it makes some sense that they wouldn't always think, oh shit, I should have just called this guy, could have been a lot easier. But at the same time, it is a fair thing to say that in-universe, they might just be busy. They're probably just doing their own thing. Doctor Strange, you know, all of WandaVision, fingers and thumbs, straight up his ass, doing whatever. <laughs> in Far From Home. Uh, they mentioned that Doctor <clears throat> Strange is something, <laughs> and Captain Marvel also has her fingers in her ass and far from all. <laughs> but you know, it does become more of an inconsistency as the universe becomes bigger and things become more intricately linked. That's why I think they were sort of uh, skirting around danger with having as many characters as they were in the first place, just because at some point. You have to wonder if this character's life is in danger or their family's life is in danger and they have ample time to call for reinforcements. Why don't they just call for reinforcements? Yeah, it, yeah, it starts to get a little ridiculous when you're like, 
like like you set your your story on another character's home turf and they just like aren't around like you didn't give a reason they just like kind of don't care they just don't even like bother like that their homes in danger yeah like one mm-hmm. of the comics where uh, spider-man actually dies he's dealing with a threat that really should be dealt with by some of the avengers but wouldn't you know it the avengers were off having galactus's fingers and thumbs stuck up their asses it's just <laughs> It's a Can hard we just thing make it this the reason as to why? Not even yeah. joking, like that's just what they were actually doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's my excuse. But um, you know, it happens. That's how it goes, unfortunately. Sorry. No, I was just wondering where we were in the document, because I think we've completely derailed what we were talking about with retcons. We're, we're on we're on retcons. But I'll just say what like 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 when you when you're publishing like comics, you can you can look at what other authors are doing in their other books to give specific reasons what like your characters are in the middle storylines or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But so we also have just like causing general lore inconsistencies because you didn't think out your retcon all your way. And then we also have, but if X is true, why didn't X happen? Like, you're like, yeah, this character always had this ability. I was like, well, if he would have used it then, that would have been, uh, you know, that would have been really, uh, you know, useful. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I gotta go take care of something real quick. I might not make back then. Don't wait up on me. Okay. That's fine. You know, jo- JoJo comes to mind. Why didn't he use Starfinger again? Why didn't Dio use his laser laser eyes again? And I mean, it, your, your, might, your thing might just be like, well, I didn't want the fight to end super early, or I'm trying to put, you know, focus on this new thing that I'm, I got going on, and and stuff like that isn't too big. But you know, if I'm like, yeah, my character can just turn their skin invulnerable. That's just something they've always been able to do. It's like, then why did they struggle in any fight up to this? If that's just something they could always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it it all gets pretty crazy if we go into how ridiculous retcons have been. Uh. Final honorable mention for this. Games Workshop does not give a fuck. Every book, everything they write, total excuse is that it's all written in-universe. Oh, somebody didn't get the lore and the chaos gods right? Oh, somebody didn't describe a chaos creature correctly the first in a, first instance of a book they were in? Fuck it! It was just some dumbass being blind and not knowing things. Um, um, unless you're the, the space marine novel that they literally said is just absolutely non-canon. <laughs> I yeah. think it has squat space marines in it. What? It's got it's, it's got some pretty ridiculous stuff in it. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, now it's time for the landmine topic. Mm, I, I have as the shameless pandering and other political drivel. Now, before you get my pitchforks <sighs> out, let me explain. So, mm-hmm. sensitive subjects, race, gender, any kind of political issues. If you aren't qualified to talk about it, don't talk about it. I don't need, sorry, Jake, I don't need pasty, white ass. Jacob telling me about the the problems of of Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe farmers. Uh, we're telling you to not explore the political intricacies of Zimbabwe and complain about it as a pasty white guy living in America in the 2020s. But I love Zimbabwe. Fuck you. 
like you know obviously I'm saying you don't have to have like 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 if 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 you like don't like j like like don't know anything about this subject you do don't don't try to talk about it just just like don't you know you're just gonna make yourself look dumb and if you are gonna talk about something like you're gonna talk about racism all in no pussyfooting around don't tell me show show do not tell if, if i've talked talk about i've talked to man about this uh-huh um i think marvel when marvel does stuff like that they handle it fucking terribly uh-huh yes. yep like oh uh, i was actually gonna use falcon the winter Sold Sold soldiers as an example but i have here so you're talking about racism Sling the n-word racial violence People better I was gonna also use the back of a bus. I was also gonna use Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I wasn't gonna use like, the, the the racism half of it. I was gonna use the 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 villains being like like oh we're sympathetic refugees who just who just really need to want the world to go back to when they were actually treated fairly and also, we also murder people I, and blow up buildings I and murder, kill children. I murder people without hesitation and dis and discriminate heavy heavily against people who work for the government. Yeah, if you're going to do anything with political stuff, oh fuck, somebody messaged me on Steam. Jacob, why are you messaging me on Steam in the middle of the podcast? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Hold on, my mom's yelling. Okay. Okay. So, for example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They tell us one of the main issues of the show that the show is trying to break through is that no one wants a black mm. Captain America, but yep. they don't show us this. What I would do is, for example, they said Sam grew up in Louisiana. He mm -hmm. said he mentions this. Like, yeah, I grew up in the South. Have Sam as in the South in Louisiana, like what the 70s or 80s, face racism growing up. And like he joins actual... the military. Yeah. Like real yeah, racism, people. Yeah, yeah, real actual racism. Like he's getting his house attacked, and he's you know getting you know beat up by kids, and he joins the military to get away from all that. Because in the military, they don't care. I don't care what color you are. You're everyone's a motherfucker. Everyone's an asshole. You know, yeah. and that is what he clings to. And those are the, like that instill like you know That's the American what his value compass is built America. around. You know what? You know yeah. what? It's possible that they, because you know, there's the the interview that, that they said that they cut Doctor Strange out of Wandavision today. There, there's a possibility they just had that and cut it out of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Think about when Falcon me. and the Winter Soldier is even shorter than Wandavision that already had stuff cut from it. Yeah, it would so not it's possible. surprise me. Because it, uh, that would also go as a good parallel to the story of uh, Isaiah Bradley in the comics. Yeah, and where, uh, it's he, not... where he he was not only in the military, but he also ex experienced intense racism in the military because that was a thing in the 1940s. Yeah, black and, yeah, battalions. What were you saying? Content. No, and, no, that's it. That. Okay. I was just gonna throw. You also have Bucky, who you know, who was like, uh, you know, he's from the 40s. Like he's seen, literally seen racism firsthand. Maybe he's like. You know, Sam, I come from like, 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 and in his, he's still, he's still got like 1940s on the brain, and he's just like, you know, uh, people not be, might be all right with this. Sam maybe wants to be Captain America, but the government's like, listen, Sam, you can't be Captain America. We got, we got to choose this like white guy over here because like people are gonna, people are gonna go for this. And then like John Walker, like, he, like, he gets like the mantle and he's like, 
like 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 I'm fu- like like he tries to talk to Sam and he's like L- listen like Sam like I know like they they want me to to take this I don't mean to take like 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 he's he's aware that like he's Captain America because he's white blonde blue eyes and Sam is just seeing it as him being oppressed and he doesn't want to listen to John rather than <laughs> you're not a uh, you're not Steve you know the the the, the kind of just like look at this look at this chudley trying to be captain america yeah and again read read captain america man out of time if you want a good example of a comic using using captain that as america a or point. Buck, or bucky yeah, having don't coming, tell me coming out of the ice like, with 1940s brain mm-hmm. yeah, don't, don't don't uh you know um don't 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 show like everyone being like yeah Falcon yes yeah, Sam Wilson and then then Sam's like nobody wants me to be Captain America you know have I have think if, the they, main... if they did if they did more stuff with that with Black Falcon <laughs> stuff like that it like they should have made it a like a thing in the entire show where they just they were just like hey that's Black Falcon and just had that been a thing throughout the whole show. Yeah, or like you know, he has to overcome the racial bit to just be like, just just Falcon, just Captain America. Have the main villains, you know, go after Sam, like you know, imp- imp- like they're like they're like because the the whole thing is that the Flash Mat Flag Smashers they're all against nations. Like embrace like being. <laughs> this 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 sounds kind of wrong way I say but embrace being black don't embrace America it's like no I'm going to embrace American values that say everyone is equal it doesn't matter what the color of my skin is I'm American like everyone else and then eagles fly and every and the you know the, and the <laughs> colors soar above and all that yeah yeah <clears throat> I think um the the long rule the big rule that everybody should be able to follow on all things political is when you're discussing a topic do not shy away from the truth of it for the sake of you know either censorship or comfort of the viewer it will diminish your message it will remove the heroism of your valiant succeeder the person who's going to overcome your social inequity that person has to be shown actually struggling with it if sam never experiences anything overtly negative about being a black guy as a superhero or even a black guy as Captain America, it is fucking meaningless when you have characters actually say, wow, I'm surprised that a brother became Captain America. That It has no meaning. It feels like you just put that in there to have it in there. Uh, when, of course, we're just talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now, but the basic gist of it can extend to a lot of different political conflicts. And it's in a way a blessing that we have a relatively surface level issue with Falcon and the winter soldier to talk about. This can be applied to a lot of other stuff like sexism, for example, other kinds of racism, uh, second class citizenry for religious or ethnic reasons. There's so many depth filled topics to cover on this. And the long and short of it is stop, pretending like it's something it isn't actually do your research learn about it in real life and apply it to your fiction apply it to your story you'll become a better person for it and you'll write better stories you'll write better characters 
Alright. Then the next thing is that you need to consider both sides of the ministry. Now, this doesn't have to go with, like... Like, we're, we're all under under this... Black people good. <laughs> That's not the kind of issues I'm talking about. But on issues where, like, you're split down the middle, like, like, like one side could be right, one side could, could be wrong, like, like there, there are two different sides that, that are both equally merit, don't vilify a certain viewpoint. Like, I'm not saying you have to, like, like, like Nazis, you have to be like, oh, well, you know, they're, uh, they're, they've got some good sides. Like, 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 like uh, let's just take abortion. We're not going to debate abortion, but I'm just going to use it as a, as, a, as, a, as a thing. If you're making a story, don't vilify one side or the other, because both sides are watching. Both mm-hmm. sides are most likely going to be your fans, and you don't alienate your fans. And uh, nobody, likes, nobody likes to be part of a group that's always getting beat up. Just I mean, quick... I, I, like, go ahead. Like, like, I, obviously, like, I, I bet neo-Nazis hate seeing Nazis vote, but that's not what I'm talking about. Like, you know, if you're part of X political part, you're probably tired of everybody making fun of you and calling you a racist. Like, you, do, we don't need to go there. We don't need to... Vi- vilifying any group never leads to anything good. I'd say controversial statement. It might be okay to vilify Nazis. You can I vilify the, that. Uh, I know. That's, that's I know that's happen. a very. I know that's a very controversial statement. At least where I'm from, it is. On a on a quick aside on that, I think it would be actually a very interesting thing for somebody to look at them as human beings first, and then show their descent into turning people into inhuman mm-hmm. creatures. Uh, if you just say they're monsters blatantly, again, you've you've lost the depth of the conflict there. When you analyze mm-hmm. them as people who have really, really lost sight of what it means to treat your fellow man as an equal, that's where the depth of it comes from. That's where the real evil of the nature comes about, because it's a corruption of one man helping another. That's the, that's the scary thing about it. When you just say they're monsters, it's easy to say that, oh, they're... They're just monsters. They don't. It doesn't matter what they think. Nobody who's like us will ever become like that. But when you when you, you treat know, them as equals, you know, it's a really yeah, a really good example, a recent example of a character who becomes a very good villain. Who throughout the show, Omni Man and Invincible. <gasps> you should read yes. and watch Invincible. Okay. If you're listening and you haven't watched or read Invincible. Um, pause the episode watch read it. right now. Go watch the whole show, finish the episode, and then go buy the Omnibus comics. Read those, and then come back? Read them, and then, uh, no, they don't need to come back after that, because they already finished the episode. <laughs> Alright, next thing is don't be preachy. Subtlety. You gotta be real subtle. Don't... D- you know, don't don't be like, you know, you know this don't. this is your uh, make blank great again. And remember we... this. Remember the scene in Man of Steel where Superman's talking about being a figurehead for people to look up to, and sitting behind him is a giant stained glass window of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't do yeah. that. Don't do that. You know, le- characters also should just not like lecture. And treat the audience like babies. You you can talk about sensitive topics 
a real-world issues without being cringy about it. Allegory exists for a reason. Well, I mean, technically Marvel movies are made for baby children. That doesn't mean they have to be. Yeah, because other people gotta watch them, too. Like the parents. <laughs> yes. I think a good example of um, a trope, lots of different tropes being used, like young kid with big monster thing. Iron Giant is probably my favorite family film because I am not a gun. Yeah, it's got I great, agree. great but, things for kids to learn from. And it's got great action for kids to look at. But as an adult, going back to the movie, holy fuck. It's even better. There's more fun stuff. There's more great stuff. Lots of commentary on different things. But uh, not to derail it too much. Just wanted to get that in there. Next is about about how fiction in, in general, unless your fiction is most, most supposed to be in the real world, is that mostly it's about escapism from reality. It's about sinking into this world and becoming a new person, forgetting about your problems for a bit. And with, we kind of veer the conversation back to the woman's greatest enemy is man is like, look, I'm, I, I got, I got back home from work and it's time to dive into this fiction. And I'm playing as Mark, the, the gay black man. And, and, and I start off the story and it starts with his dad beating him and then his parents disown him and throw him out on the street. And I'm like, Oh, poor, 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 what did I, what did I say? His name is Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Gay Blackman. Did you did so you Mark, pick Mark because I just told people to watch Invincible? No, I didn't. So Mark Gay Blackman, uh, not after he got thrown out of his uh house and disowned, uh, the police show up because somebody somebody was like, yeah, there's this uh, there's this redacted out making a bunch of noise, and he gets racially profiled, and he gets thrown in jail, and I'm like, oh, this is like real life. And then and then and then it transitions into the the main me as the main character fighting aliens or monsters or whatever. Not saying that like any media uh you know starts like that or any may, maybe there's something out there. But the the general point life is strange it, too. Life is strange too. <laughs> but the the main point is that I'm trying to get over like reality. I'm playing as I don't know a lesbian, a Mexican guy. I I'm. I'm 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 going into the fiction because I want to do something I can't fight in reality. I'm trying to forget about that. You know, this is a fictional world where, you know, ra- racism doesn't have to exist. You know, you 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 know, bigotry and all that doesn't doesn't have to exist. You don't have to throw that in there. You, you can just tell a story about a character, whatever. You know, white, black, girl, male, non-binary, trans, whatever. I'm and back. You're supposed to just. You know, escape. Eight. You know. Uh, as a quick aside, this is uh, only tangentially related. Wizards of the Coast, please stop spending man hours and resources on trying to make handicap accessible dungeons or trying desperately to prove to people that you don't think orcs are black people. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I, I like, like, like we said, but it's fine to talk about 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 these issues. But in in general, if if you're if you're making escapist like sci-fi or fantasy fiction, you know, um, yeah, you probably shouldn't do these things. I think um, 
Like, I, I know a good example of this, I don't know the name of the book, but um, one of my favorite YouTubers, The Dom, reviewed it, where... Um, he's not the Dom anymore, because... Yeah, gave, I know, he's, it, not, he's Dominic Noble, but I still call him The Dom. He reviewed this book about... There's a, the main character is a trans person, and when they get their superpowers, they immediately transition, and, you know, their life is just good again, and that's not, like... Like, cause, cause this, this is the escapist fantasy where anything can happen. They, they become the person that they want to be, and that's just like that's just like that. You know, you don't have to have like the black char character, and then you know to get the full black experience, you get racially profiled, and then you don't get like the job at the grocery store because you got a criminal record. Like, just you know, I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. You know, when, when I'm watching Star Wars, I don't want to think about, you know. Uh, oh yeah, they're building a wall on this planet or whatever, and it's real bad, and they're trying to keep the minorities out. I was like, that's not what I came to. Star I just want to watch the space wizards fight with the glowy sticks. Yeah. Finally, we're on to uh, bad legacy characters or the new kid on the block. So that there are two examples of this. So our superhero is retiring, and they need to give the mantle to somebody else. Now, preferably, you want this person to be someone that we've been following for a while, someone who deserves it, somebody who's worked hard, and they go on, like, a, a journey, and they, they earn the right to be ex-superhero. They're not, like, the main character's girlfriend who's, like, a cancer patient, and that if the the, the, the dude doesn't give up his role to the woman, woman she will die. Ouch. Is this kind of... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't watch a ton of the Marvel films, but this is like giving the shield off to Hawkeye instead of... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm referring to Thor giving it to Jane Foster, which is about to happen in the new Thor movie. But yeah, this is like Captain America giving the shield to like Black Widow or Hawkeye. Instead of like Sam. Fun fact, fun fact, in the comics, actually, when, when Steve Rogers dies, uh, you may know that Bucky became Cap for a while, but what you didn't yeah. probably know... Is that before Bucky became Cap, Iron Man gave the shield to Hawkeye, and Hawkeye was Cap for one mission, and then said, "No, this sucks." Yeah, I can't shoot a bow and arrow with a shield in my left hand. <laughs> Ouch! But you can shoot a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the other thing. So your main character, he went on his journey. And he grew old, but new, new threats are coming to the, the galaxy. I don't know why I said galaxy. I must be referencing something. So no, new threats have come to the galaxy, and a new generation has, has, has you know, taken up the, 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 you know, the mantle of protagonist. Now, these characters um, shouldn't overshadow the legacy characters and make them look like trash. And you definitely shouldn't turn your legacy characters into these grumpy old curmudgeons that are just unlikable and act incredibly out of character. I'm not talking about any specific thing. I don't know thing. what you just could possibly be referring to. This is something of your own original writing. I, I, am I thinking of the right thing when it comes to Katara? Or not Katara, but a fucking Legend of Korra, sorry. I mean, Legend of Korra oh, that too. I, I was thinking about the uh, the war that takes place in the stars. <laughs> oh, of course. Sorry. Yes. I... <laughs> ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -da. 
But yes, always try to treat your older characters with respect because otherwise your audience will hate you and it is not a great time to see your uh, your childhood characters or see the characters you've loved for so long just be completely treated horribly or out of character and so on and so forth. Uh, Which will be our last one we talk about. We've got, uh, we've glad got we have Kieran here for this. He loves this one. Oh, we're about to pop yeah. blood vessel over. Executive meddling slash studio interference. Now, as a regular <sighs> writer, you might not... Uh, deal with this, but let's say you want to sell your script to a movie studio or a company or something. Well, those executives, genius, the brain trust that run the publishing company or movie studio, they're going to want some demands made because they, they believe they know what the consumers want. One such demand may be to include the deadliest animal in the insect kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> They might want a certain amount of jokes in the movie. They might think that your movie's a little too dark and it needs some, some lightness, it needs some humor, it needs some saturation. You need to remove Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you, 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 you need to uh, get into a, a, a feud with your black cast member and remove all of his scenes and tell everyone that he wanted you to remove them because they were bad. Now, you may be asking if you reshot the entire movie, why didn't you reshoot them with better takes? And my question for you is I need you to stop uh, asking questions and consume product. <laughs> uh, in case you couldn't tell, we're talking about. What was the movie, Sergio? What, were we... what was it called? Isn't that a, that a, a Justice League? Ah. Uh... Uh, came out yeah. in 2017. What was the the thousand degree cut? Was it that came out recently? Was it? Yeah, the the, the paper the, cut. The, the, uh, yeah, the paper cut. No, it was the Chudley cut. I made it. I'm I want to refrain from saying perhaps the uh, the true name in fear of having Kieran's yeah, yeah, brains explode. And Warner Brothers will never want to work with us on the So You Think You Can Fan and movie. Yes. I'm not about to go into that because it's not relevant. I suppose, but yes. But what, what exactly was Kieran's gripe with executive meddling? Because obviously I have my gripes with the genius brain trust at Warner like, Brothers. Legitimately, it's not relevant to what we're talking about here. Well, all I was talking about was that uh, the movie that we are referencing in particular, Kieran doesn't like hearing about very much. And that's why <laughs> I thought it would be uh, ironic that I he is here for it. I hear the about it. I never cut about the movie, period. And then every motherfucker keeps talking about it. Like, it's, you know, doesn't matter where I go. I'm sure, everyone's got their own version. Don't care about X thing. Keep hearing about X thing. You get sick of hearing about it. That's about all it is. Yeah, this can be like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, yeah, it needs more jokes. So we got to lighten it up. Oh, we got to uh, change the design of this character because he's too scary. Uh, we got to cut the black mm. guy out because we're racist. Um, we got to. Uh, Oh, this thing won't work for American audiences. Oh, we gotta gender swap this character. Oh, we gotta add some diversity to it. The, it can be a it can be a wide variety of things. We know. need to add uh, an entire scene with the Chinese government for the Chinese audience. Otherwise, they're yeah, going yeah, so to shoot it us. Have, it needs to have this Chinese actor in it. China needs to have this relevance to the plot. We gotta go to we gotta film in China. You know, this could be. Oh, we gotta slash the budget. Um, 
you know, it could be a, a variety. The thing is, is the studio executives, unless your name is like Kevin Feige, they don't know what we want. They don't understand the, the thing that you're trying to adapt. Usually they're very out of touch. I don't know how much this has left to do with the tropes that we were talking about, but yeah, I agree. This is uh, probably the biggest problem facing a lot of movies nowadays. And, okay, I'm going to say it this time. The Sucka Cut is perhaps the most blatant example of a failure of studio interference. Because it was, what, $100 million to recut and reshoot everything that they did? And yes. it was pretty pretty obvious how much less care and how much less entertainment value that thing had compared to the original cut, which, you know, what makes it so weird is that they spent so much money doing a different thing, which was really not that great when they could have just cut up the original and adapted that into something else. When you try to pander to an audience, you end up alienating them because you think what you know what they want. Mm-hmm. You see like Marvel doing well and you're like, oh, they're light and they're funny. That's what people likes. I'm going to take this thing that was serious and kind of dark and make it light and humorous all of a sudden. And that's just going to make it better. We're also going to have Ben Affleck look like he wants to kill himself in half the scenes he's in. I'm I'm going to assume that American audiences won't gel with a Japanese student light Yagami and I'm going to turn him into an edgy teenager. <laughs> I mean, he kind of already was edgy. I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to turn him into a a, a dumb a standard edgy emo dumbass teenager. high schooler instead of as I say, he's was edgy. Yeah, but he was one of more them. like a psychopathic genius than the was standard emo dumbass. What was that? What, what, what? He what? wasn't a moron. Yeah. Yeah, he was. They watered him down for an American audience, which I find pretty sad. One of my favorite uh, things about uh, is the YouTuber ER pointed out about the Death Note movie is like, so you know, like how Light Yagami, he lives in Japan, so he's mostly going to be killing like Japanese people, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and you know, Light Turner lives in America, mm-hmm. and he's gonna be killing criminals, and he's mm-hmm. like an edgy white kid, and there's a, a certain group that he might want to write their names down, but we can't show that, so despite living in America, he's only going to write the names of white people, and a Japanese Yakuza group. Yep. Randomly. Like, could you imagine if Light lived in Chicago, <laughs> Detroit? Can't be showing any of that. At the beginning of the movie, where it's like, like the super intense graphic death of the bully. That's like straight out of like a Final Destination movie. Mm-hmm. And then that's like the only death in the entire movie that that's intense. Yep, they use their PG thirteen on the one death. Yep. No, because it's a rated R, isn't it? Because. It was like super remember. over the top. I can't remember what rating it was. It That's probably was rated R. But um, rating. then they didn't make enough use of it. Then are there any uh, extra closing notes? Because I have a, a good idea of how I'm going to wrap all this up and t- 
tie it into a neat little bow and put it all together. I f- I think that's all I have. Uh, we know this. We've hit the end of the document. I think we've covered all of our bases. Mm-hmm. Jacob, Kieran, anything else? Nah. I. Well, in conclusion, do not listen to us. We're idiots, but also listen to us because we're geniuses. And the main thing to listen to is what you experience in your own life and what you believe would work best for your own book. Uh, do research on topics that you're interested in, particularly if they are sensitive topics. You should make sure you understand those well so that you can not only create a good product and get a great audience, but also so that people don't come to your house and shoot you for being an idiot. Not yeah, if you take our advice wholesale, you're going to get shot. Uh, yeah. We can probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we will get you shot. That's our advertisement. We're, we will get somebody to come to your house <laughs> a, with some kind of lethal weapon. But uh, in general, it's important to follow what you believe is best for your book, figure out what works best for your characters and your plot, and also, whatever happens, do not allow Joss Whedon to give you a paper cut.